0: Tomorrow's Memorial Day, right? Um, Memorial Day is not Veterans Day. If you make that mistake, military people are going to get really mad at you. It's Memorial Day, and it's not just a Monday off. It's not just a three-day weekend. Memorial Day, in my mind, is probably one of our most significant federal holidays because it's a holiday set aside to remember those who have paid the ultimate price in the service of this great nation in which we live. And that's not to be taken lightly. And there are physical memorials, right, all across the nation, different memorials for us to remember so that we never forget. Um, Maybe some of you have been to Arlington National Cemetery and you've seen uh, the Marine Corps War Memorial, or a lot of people just call that the Iwo Jima Memorial of those men planting a flag in the ground. And it's a a homage to a photo that was taken in 1945 at the end of World War II when the Marines were fighting and taking ground and claiming territory to say, no, we have won this victory. And see, when you look at that, you remember heroism and you remember bravery, you remember courage, right? It, It invokes something on the inside of us when we see that. Maybe some of you have been to D.C. and seen the Vietnam Veterans War Memorial, which memorializes all those who served in Vietnam, those who lost their life in that war, and and those who were missing in action. Every single name, I think it's two acres of names written on a wall so that we never forget the cost of freedom. Then a little closer to home, some of you may not even realize that just down the road in southern Jesmond County is Camp Nelson, a national cemetery with thousands of gravestones that remember those who have served our country. It was actually started there when there was Camp Nelson in the Civil War area, and many of the tombstones there, about 2,500. I actually wanna look at this so I get this number right. There's about 2,500 of those tombstones that date back to the Civil War. And of those 2,500, there are 837 with the inscription USCT over their names. The designation stands for United States Colored Troops because there were slaves that were given freedom and they chose to fight for freedom in the Union Army. That's significant. That's something I don't want to forget. That's something we should never forget. And you saw pictures up there. We started several years ago. You can see that one was a little old, but we take our kids out there on Memorial Day weekend and we get some flags and we let them honor some soldiers by putting a flag in the ground so that they don't take for granted the freedom that we have so that they remember. And that's the power of Memorial Day that we will never forget. And so when we celebrate Memorial Day, we're celebrating men and women who made a decision to fight for something greater than themselves, to defend and protect and preserve liberty for every single one of us. Memorial Day is not a political holiday. It is a day about honor. So before I kind of move on, could, could we just take a moment to give an ovation for those that have lost their life and for the families that made that sacrifice and still live with that loss? I encourage you this weekend don't just take a holiday look for people wearing those hats you know the ones I'm talking about and walk up and shake their hand and say thank you now they're a veteran that's not what Memorial Day is about they didn't lose their life but can we just raise the level of honor and the 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 remembrance of what many of their friends probably and and you might say that you know sir I, I know you didn't lose your life but I'm sure you had friends who did thank you for your service Now, I don't take lightly, because of what I've just shared with you, the correlation I'm about to make. But I believe it's extremely accurate. Because for me, the power of Memorial Day is remembering, of celebrating, of of carrying what happened then into the future so that it impacts us, how we live, how we behave, what we do, how we honor this nation in which we live. And for me, last weekend, with the completion of Moving Forward Together, these books, the stories that they represent, to me, we had our Memorial Day last weekend as a church. And if you missed it, that's okay, I'm gonna share a little bit, but it was significant because we said, you know what, we completed something and we're not going to move forward until we celebrate what God did. We're not going to take lightly the stories that were rewritten for all of eternity because of what happened over the last two years. And so that, that's why we take the time. That's why we slow down to say, you know what? there's a difference and an impact that was made over the last two years. And we, we can't get in a hurry to move past that until we slow down a little bit to celebrate it. And, you know, memorial, that's not, that's not an American creation, right? Um, if you go into the Bible, there's countless times where um, there God instructed his people to create a memorial. And we're actually going to look at one of them because I think there's a lot that we can learn from the biblical context of we're not, we didn't have a big service and a big party and do a bunch of cool stuff because we wanted to toot our own horn or to celebrate. Hey, look at us. We did it because we were following instruction from the Bible to say, you know what? Celebrate, memorialize, carry with you the power of what God has done. So let's look a little bit. I'm going to go to Joshua four. And if you want to go there with me, that'd be great. Um, but I want to read these first seven verses in Joshua 4. And the context as you go to Joshua 4 is this. um, Moses, he led them out of Egypt, right? And then Moses died and Joshua took over. And now Joshua's job is to take them into the promised land that God said, hey, you're going to possess this land. But they have not gone into the land yet. And where we're going to pick it up is just a chapter before what happened was God said, hey, you're going to cross over the Jordan River because on the other side of the Jordan, everybody say the other side. The other side of the Jordan, that's where the promised land is. And so God gave them a promise. But just before he gave him instruction, he said, hey, the priests are going to step into the water and you're going to walk across on dry ground into the promised land. And so that's what just happened. The priests step into the water. Their foot hit the edge of the water and all of a sudden, whoom! The water was held up upstream, and they walked across a riverbed. Not a muddy, sopping, wet, messy riverbed, but a dry riverbed. The water just stopped. They walked across on dry ground. It was a miracle. And so they've walked across and the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God, they, the priests, that's what stopped the water. They walked in the presence of God, stopped it, did a miracle. And so the, the, the whole group of the Israelites are crossed. And the Ark of the Covenant, they're still standing in that dry riverbed. And that's where we're going to pick it up in verse 1. It says this. It said when the whole nation had finished crossing, the New King James says that they had completely crossed over. Everybody say Completely. They completely crossed over the Jordan. The Lord said to Joshua, choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing. I like the New King James says, where the priests' feet stood firm. And then it says, and carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had pointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe. And he said to them, go over before the ark of the Lord, your God, into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. Everybody say forever. Let me ask you a question. Why did God tell them to create a memorial there? Because sometimes you got to read it, but you, you got to read the text, Right? He did not tell them to create a mor- memorial on the other side of the Jordan River. He gave them a promise. He said, this is what's going to happen when they hit the water. It's going to stop. You're going to walk across. You're going into the promised land. But he did not tell them to make a memorial there because they had a promise, but they didn't have the actual provision yet. They had faith, but they didn't take any action yet. And the other side of it, he did not tell them, this is going up a chapter. He didn't tell them to make a memorial because the next thing they do is they go in and they fight the battle of Jericho. What happened in the battle of Jericho? Go ahead and sing it. And the walls came tumbling down. Thank you. Very good. He did not tell them when they won the battle of Jericho, when the walls came tumbling down. And they took all the spoil from the city. He did not tell them to make a memorial there at the place of victory. In fact, if you go forward and read a little bit, when they won the battle of Jericho, Joshua actually pronounced a curse on Jericho. So what's that teach us? Well, it teaches us listen, when God gives you a promise, When God gives you a word, that is not the place to make a memorial. Stay with me. When He gives you that word, He puts that dream on the inside of you. Please do not write it up, frame it, put it on your wall, and have parties celebrating. Look, God gave me a word. It's going to happen. Hallelujah. Because guess what? It's not going to happen. It doesn't work like that. Don't make a memorial to the idea, to the dream, to the promise. And you know what? On the flip side, don't make a memorial to the victory itself. Because what happens is, Caleb, we think the victory was our breakthrough. But it wasn't. Do you know when the breakthrough was for the children of Israel? When they were on this side of the Jordan River and God said, you're going to go to that side. And it didn't look, I mean, that was quite a story. The water's going to get stopped. You're going to walk across. They didn't stay there and celebrate. Woohoo! God's going to take it. You know what they had to do? They had to take a step. They had to make a move. Because here's the point. Until you make a move, God cannot do a miracle. The point of decision, when you go from where you are and you grab hold of the promise God has given you, the vision, the dream, and you say, you know what, I'm not staying here. I'm going to step into it. Right when you take that step, that decision is your breakthrough. That's what we create a memorial to. And so when we look at MFT, I mean, we God gave us a vision two years ago, and we wrote the vision down and we made it clear. And Habakkuk talks about so the people can run with it. But we didn't create some little booklet and say, woohoo, look at all God's done because He gave it. no, we made a move. We took some steps, we fed some people some food. Thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds of food. If we put 81 pallets of overflowing pallets of food in this room, it'd probably take up most of that floor space. We made a move. Every service, just about, we make a move and we we give a call and we say, listen, if you're far from God, if you don't have a relationship with Him, if you want to rewrite your story for all of eternity, if you if this is your moment, let's do it. We made a move. God did some miracles. We baptized 169 people. We did a financial peace in ABC's class, and people got set free in their finances. We've got, you know what's not normal is seeing 100 students in our redefined student ministry every Sunday night going hard, worshiping God, not caring what their friends think. It's not normal when you come out to a night of worship last week, and you've got 70- 70- and 80-year-olds and 10-year-olds and 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds and everything in between, black and white and Hispanic, everybody in between, that's not normal. It's supernatural. And so we've got to celebrate that none of that would happen without a first step. And that's what we're I want to back up into the scripture, and I, I just want to kind of break down these verses and... Uh, I guess I'm gonna do it in about 10 minutes, so let's do that. Joshua 4, one, it says, when the whole nation had finished crossing over completely again, the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua. And so here's the point there, When, when God tells us, when we complete something, God tells us that we've got to stop and celebrate it. Don't move past it too quick. We've got to stop and celebrate. Now here, when you look at that print piece, here, here's what happened with MFT. We did not quite hit our financial goal. We, hit a big, we set a big goal of $2.4 million, and we didn't quite hit that. We'll, we'll be a little under $2.2 million, okay? But every other single thing you see on that print piece, if you didn't get one, make sure you grab one on the way out. We met or exceeded every single other goal. We met or exceeded every single other goal. And we're not stopping. You'll look on there and you see other things that are coming down the pike because we're not stopping. But we're definitely, there is so much to celebrate. And that's why last week, that's why today, listen, if you're like, man, are they really going to do that again? Stop it! We're following God's pattern to celebrate his goodness. This is not Bethel's goodness. This is not Marion and Stephanie Dalton, the staff, the volunteers. This is the goodness of God that we are celebrating, that we are elevating, that we are remembering, that we are memorializing because he's that good. And when you celebrate what he has done, then you, when you come up here and you're like, wow, that looks big. I don't know, that's a big goal. Then you're like, well, I remember what he did over here and over here and what he did there. And so then this thing don't look so big. That river raging during harvest time don't look so big because God said, well, last time he said it, we just stepped forward and bam, it happened. So if you need to allow God to convict your spirit and repent, go ahead. Verse two, choose 12 men. This is where he says, tell them to take 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests were standing and carry them over with you. See, we've got to celebrate at the end what happened in the middle. We've got to celebrate at the end what happened in the middle. He didn't say, "Hey, all right, everybody's crossed over. Hey guys, go down by the riverbank and pick up some of those stones." No, he said, "Go back over there in the middle, in the middle of the river on the dry riverbed right in the middle of the miracle that God was doing and pick up some stones." and carry them over with you. That's what we did last weekend. We picked up some stones, some stories, and we said we're going to carry those over with us so that we never forget. And see, we've got to be intentional that we don't move forward without celebrating what God has done. Um, There's a quote, pastor said it for years, that we've got to be careful because when that which is precious to you becomes ordinary you'll soon replace it with something or someone else. Some of you need to apply that in your marriage. That's just a tangent. When that which is precious to you becomes ordinary, you'll soon replace it with something or someone else. Don't ever let your marriage become ordinary. Don't ever let your marriage become ordinary. You think you're falling, wow, this is, okay. If you think you're falling out of love, I just don't love them anymore. Love is not a feeling, love is a decision. You want breakthrough in your marriage? God's given you a word, What God's joined together. Let no man take You want You want breakthrough? It's not a perfect marriage. It's not all your problems gone. It's that first step decision to do what God told you to do. Don't ever back up on what God's told you about your marriage. Now, I don't know where I'm at in my notes, but that was for somebody. Don't let, you know, that's why when Pastor and I are up here and like, People don't clap and shout when we say 848 salvations and you see Pastor and I and they're like, they look like a cheerleader up there. Why are they doing all that? Why does he always get on? Because we don't want you to take it for granted. Because this here is not Normal. This church is not normal. It is supernatural, just like that miracle where those priest's feet were standing firm. He said, go back into the middle. Look at their feet standing on dry ground. Look at the miracle that is happening right now and take up some stones and carry them over with you. So every time you see those stones, you remember where they came from. We cannot forget. We can't come to the end and forget what happened in the middle. We've got to celebrate it. It goes on in verse 4, and this this is one of my favorite parts. Uh, And this is where Joshua repeats God's instructions to the guys. He says, hey, 12 guys, go back over there and get the stones. But Joshua adds just a little phrase. He says, go take up 12 stones on your shoulder. God didn't say that. God said, go pick up 12 stones. But Joshua said, hey, boys, listen, if we're going to go over here back into the middle of this miracle, we're not going to take up little itty-bitty stones. That's what you were given at the door. We're not going to take up. You better dig something out, haul it up on your shoulder, and it better be big enough that it takes every bit of muscle on that shoulder to be able to haul it out and carry it over. That's why we go big and we don't go, we went big last weekend. That's why you're hearing it again today, because we want, some of us, we still need to dig it out. put Not just, oh, yeah, that was neat and that was nice. No, 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 we need to haul something up on our shoulder and carry it with us into the other side. You know, I, I've kind of talked about the vision a lot, and you need to, you need to, mine out some of those stories. Maybe there was a story we shared last weekend. Maybe there's something that's happened in your life that you need to dig up and put on your shoulder. But what is it for you personally that you need to do that with so that you don't forget? What are the the miracles that God has done in your life? Uh, For some reason, I feel like I talk about James Lockston about every time I preach, but if I had a dollar for every time James Lockston called me He just calls me out of the blue. And if I don't answer it, I know it's going to be a long voicemail. It makes me smile. Some of you know what I'm talking about. But he will call me up and say, man, you'll never believe what God did today. You'll never believe how God used me to, to minister to a patient. He used me to lead some patient to Jesus today out in the middle of nowhere. And I was scared to go there. And I thought my life was in danger. And then he used me to lead this person to Jesus. You'll never believe the financial blessing God gave us. Cameron Lee, we're in our church. And we, had, we took the change out of our ashtray in the car, and we dropped it into the offering. And wouldn't you know it, God blessed us that week, and we didn't even see it coming. James goes big when he gives God glory. What if we all did that? What if we all said, you know what, I'm not going to let a day go by without celebrating the goodness of God? What if you need to do that in your life? We're showing what it looks like as a church, but you need to do that in your life. Don't go small. Go big. Haul it up on your shoulder. Um, Okay, I got to get to this verse. So here's the deal. Then it gets to, this is why I I preach this whole service, is because in the next little part, it says, in the future, everybody say in the future. When your children ask you, what do these stones mean? In the New King James, it says mean to you. What do these stones mean? mean to you. See, we've got to create a memorial for us and for them. See, the act of creating a memorial, it solidifies in our heart the miracles God has done. It reminds us of the faith and the trust in God that grew when we took a step of faith that scared us a little bit. There's people financially took steps because of moving forward together that blow my mind single moms giving and sacrificing and giving more than they ever have. Young couples beginning to tithe for the first time. People that they, they were like, well, we're going to stretch ourselves and make this commitment and then given three times the commitment that they made. See, you've got to remember what these stones mean to you. You've got to remember what these books mean to you. What do these stories mean to you? What does the miracle that God did mean to you personally, together as a church? What's it mean to you? And then you've got to carry that with you. So you never forget it's a memorial for you, but then it's also a memorial for them. And that's what that last part says. It says, tell them. Everybody say, tell them. When you go out of this service, um, don't let anybody tell you to shut up when you start talking about how good God is. Just like celebrate, tell your waitress, man, I was just in church today, and man, God is good. Go home, tell your family. Doesn't attend church with you? Just go home. And you're like usually, they're just like, hey, and you're like, hey. You Go home and say, can I tell you how good our God is? Don't try to get them saved in the moment. Don't try to drag them to church. You got come. Just tell them about the goodness of God and see what happens. Because that's what he said. He said, tell them that the water was stopped up. Tell them the miracle that happened. And then it says, and these stones. Everybody get that rock in your hand. Everybody say, these stones. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. God will cast our sin into the sea of forgetfulness. Our past does not define us. But of the goodness of God, the things that happen because we had faith to trust him and we had faith to take that step, he says those things, those are to be a memorial for ever. Because there's certain things that are worth remembering for forever. Why is that? Why is it certain things are worth remembering for forever? Because they impacted forever. When we celebrate Memorial Day as a country, I have no problem making the point that what brave men and women who gave their lives for freedom, what they did has impacted for forever. And we should never forget that. And I have zero problem reminding every single one of us in this room that what God has done over the last two years, don't forget it. Remember it. Carry it with you forever. Remember what you were a part of. Remember the steps you take. Remember the faith that was built up in you. Remember if, a little conviction here maybe, but remember if you missed out on some of what God did because you weren't here or because you didn't do what he asked you to do or what you, now I'm not putting guilt and condemnation if you didn't hit a financial commitment. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. But remember that, you know what? If there's a sense of I didn't, I missed out a little bit. Remember that. But then celebrate this, that's your part, that you're in, that you're gonna go big, that you're never gonna forget, that you're never gonna go back because that's what moving forward together is all about. And so as I, I look at this day and I, I, as we close this out here, what should you walk away with today? Well, first of all, I'd like you to walk away with one of these rocks in your hand. I want you to hold that in your hand. Some of you got a smoother, larger rock and you could take a Sharpie and you could write down some names of stories. Maybe some words that trigger a memory of what God did in you, around the people around you. Because see, when when you say, what do these stones mean to you? When I say, what do these books mean to me? That means a lot to me because I I remember when I look at these books, I remember my son, and I said this last week, but I'm going to say it again. My son, who's six, gave his life to Jesus this year. I remember that. I remember my next son. He got baptized this year in our baptismal, and he ran across the front of this room and went public with his faith. I remember that. That's what these stones, these books mean to me. I remember my daughter, who uh, is our be students right now in our middle school ministry and she's serving and growing and loving God and she's like got a reputation of being the baby whisperer in our church and I love it and she loves to serve in second service she's going to be over here in children's ministry training other people how to be helpers in our children's ministry I remember that I remember what God's done in me and Katie in our life because we took steps that we've never taken before these books to me I remember some of this row over here that's People that have been in our connect group, they were in our original connect group. What's up, Chad Webb? Now they lead, the four of them, they lead their own group with uh, Chad and Jenny and Jared and Summer. And uh, I know Sarah's in here. There's some other people that are in connect Group. But I remember the transformation that's happened in lives that people will never be the same. What do these books mean to you? What do these stones mean to you? And never let go of it. Now the other thing I would ask you to walk away with is this. dig it up, put it on your shoulder, and carry it over. And when they did that, and then the Ark of the Covenant came out of the water, what happened to that dry riverbed? God removed the option for them to go back. What if we removed the option for ourselves to go back? Any step of faith we've we've made, any decision we've made— any breakthrough we've had, don't go back, don't look back, keep moving forward together. What if every single one of us did that?